Dungeons and Denizens of the Deep, and welcome to Fumble Through, Fumble Through, a podcast that changes its alignment more than its robes. So summon your familiar, loosen your component's pouch, and conjure up a comfy spot, because it's time to play improvisational make-believe, talk nerd, and roll dice to let fate take control. Speaking of someone who loves a good fate... Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We still haven't gotten uh, Henry Cavill on this show yet. Nor have we actually tried. Has anyone around this table even done anything yeah. to make that go? I have. I've yeah, looked at okay. his Instagram. I've, yeah. I've texted him. Okay. At henrycavill.com? No, that's an email. Okay. And a website. I texted him. I just went to the white pages and went, Henry Cavill, do you want to play? <laughs> he went, who are Who dis? <laughs> New phone. Who dis? <laughs> I did start looking and thinking, okay, who do you who who can we approach first as that six degrees of separation? Because I'm, you know, let's start with someone close to home, warm up with a with somebody else, Ooh, and like then- an Australian Hugh Henry Cavill, yeah. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman. That's a that's a small get. Who who is the nerdiest Australian actor that we know? Nerdiest. I don't know I, any actors. I know a lot of Australian actors that are nerdy. Okay, well let's get one of them on and we'll see if they know Henry Cavill. They don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually. Oh, he's oh no, that's a thinking face. I found I it. Like it. He's I've broken. Got it. You got yeah. it? Yeah. All I've right. Got it. Stay tuned for the future of <laughs> what are we calling this segment? Let's get cavil. I'm just going to say this word. <laughs> Call in the cavalry. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> He's never going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Call in the cavalry. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Nice touch. And with that, it's time once again for us to dredge the depths of our minds and argue about things that just don't matter. That's right. It's time for this week's Dicey Question. Hashtag Dicey Question. As always, if you have a suggestion for Dicey Questions, send a carrier pigeon through social media or just drop a bottle in the ocean and hope the tides are right. This week's question goes a little something like this. What is your least favourite classes and character options? Did you just say selection of a Dicey Question? Did I say something? something like that, wasn't it? It rhymed. Whatever you said rhymed. Are you actually listening to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? The question is... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what is your least favourite classes and character options? So in the, in the player's handbook, what are your least favourite things? I was going to write, what are your least favourite races? But I thought about yeah, it. Touchy, touchy. Yeah, touchy. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, character options. So what are things you probably don't gravitate towards or things that you've never played before? Like that's where I thought when, I, when this question was around. So I don't think I have a least favourite. I actually love the idea of playing, learning to play certain classes because like I think I've said this in the past in New Year's episode where I would love to be able to play a charming character charming because that's not what I, <laughs> what I am in real life or an intelligent character more intelligent than I can possibly imagine. Oh, sorry. You know? I didn't mean to laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only we could capture that. It's in the same way I'd like to play a thin character. <laughs> I don't like playing with Justin's characters. Justin's characters, I've never met a nice one of Justin's characters. They all have an asshole. You don't, end up, I don't you create don't end up, nice characters. You don't end up playing with them for long. The <laughs> no, characters usually die because my characters give such good suggestions. Anyway, I struggle with magic users. Mm. 
he says playing a magic user. Why is that? I don't know. I much prefer beating someone with something heavy, like I want to do Justin right now, than I would cussing my mm. spell and wiggling fingers. Mm. And so. Right. Well, that's know. on record that Lindsay wants to beat me. Good. <laughs> Better than beating you on. What? <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> Thankfully, nothing. <laughs> it was dubious in my head, but I thought, I'll give it a shot. There's always a delete button. Did that rhyme? What was the question again? Luke? Uh, so I would I would have to agree with the, the magic users. Yeah, wizards, anything like that. Anything with low hit points. That's anything thing, that's yeah. not a monk. Okay. No, I hate monks as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, we can see that. He's full of self-loathing. Yeah, anything with low hit points is a worry for me because I just have a, a natural urge to always get into combat whenever I'm playing. So, what's a monk's hit hit dice? Yeah, you know, better than a wizard's. Okay. <laughs> is it D eight? Yeah. Okay. Not a D six. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I had this idea the other day when I was thinking about red. Right. This is a little bit off topic. Don't play my character. But I actually love the idea. Yeah, no one around this table's doing that. Of Reg having multiple classes, but played like a character that is either one, split personality, multiple personality, or two, really unsure of who he is and what he, like, really unsure of himself. He's like, why am I even here? What am I even doing with my life? I like the idea of the multiple personalities, like, all of a sudden, just in that, you know, complete character switch entirely kind of thing. Or even a character that has head that rotates. It's like He-Man character that has oh, faces yeah, yeah. that rotate. They just used to yeah, spin yeah, around and yeah. yep. be different people. That's Triclops, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, some of the Triclops. Oh, there was one with an eyeball, yeah. and then the, but there was another one that he actually rotated the whole head. Yeah. Like the face. It was in a, in a helmet, and it was just a face piece that rotated around. Okay. Uh-huh. What about you, Brett? Funnily enough, yeah. it's, it's a class that has unlimited spells every day, because, mm-hmm. geez, that's hard work to go, all right, today I'm going to learn... Oh, I'm level 14 and there's 200 spells to pick from. Oh, and what not. am I going to need today? You are not. I well, think you're about to say my favourite class. Well, no, but but that's a cleric, right? Or a yeah. wizard. Yeah. or a, So I like the sorcerer because you make the choice once and you're stuck oh. with it. You, you've got one moment to make the choice and you've got to get it right. Oh, I hate that. The amount of work every day, like, in a game where you might go three or four days on a session that you have to rewrite that bloody spell list and pull it out. And so I had a cleric and she had a whole heap of that as well as summon monster, which was another kind of expansive pick from list. It was, it would do my, I love playing the character. That that build was flipping awesome. I love the character, but the work entailed in that. Anything that summons is is very work intensive. so it was what seven levels of spell plus summons at each of those level yeah. plus expanded summons, which was a whole nother list. Plus, then you need to um, what's that thing when you summon them and they're enhanced? Yeah, you've got uh, uh, augment augmented summoning. summoning, and then they're celestial with bane and blah and blah. It's like, ugh. So I've got a book there with creatures now. I've named them all. <laughs> I got remember augmented. That. Got yeah. all of that stuff because that's it was a character so hard. that you least like playing. No, no, uh, the class that yeah. class of character is very very onerous yeah and, and that work take detracts a little bit from your enjoyment the enjoyment of the game because it's so much kind of mechanics attached to it see like, i feel like druid's the same with the wild shape but i think again something that could be awesome character concept no one's still got my concept ideas here if i see a podcast have uh, my okay. concept ideas i'm gonna be angry simpsons did i want to see a druid that like lives in the city so when they get wild shape, you literally only have a list of animals you've seen because you've never left the city before. 
I reckon that'd be amazing. Domestic so like cat. domestic mm. cat, you, like whatever you fight in the campaign is mm. the only animals you can turn into because they're the only ah. things you know as, as a creature. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. cool. Something like Kudzu, mm. who only turned into rats and mm. rat swarm, and had rat swarms and stuff. <laughs> it's really interesting listening to this because you've all sort of picked. Spellcasters, and I think well, mine is the same, but I, for very different reasons. I was going to flip because I also don't like playing fighters because I find them very Got one track. Fight. It's yeah, right. It's like, oh. all right, what will I do? I'll go and hit him. All right, how will you hit him? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that, you pour a lot more into the actual character there with that. Yeah, but I also think yeah. that's very that's very they're, like a fighter. You can build the four of us could probably build a fighter at this table, and all four of us would have a different take on it. You can we build know, a, we know a Luke couldn't do fighter. that. <laughs> Not no, Luke, he'd, he would. he'd just build be an unarmed strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd just be a monk. <laughs> Too stuff. easy. But you know, the fighter, the fighter is Roller. so versatile, and I know people go, "Oh, the fighter," but he, they are such versatile characters that you can actually go, "Well, I'm going to play a strength-based, you know, uh, sword and board guy." Sure. But you can also play a very dexy kind of two weapon fighty kind of guy, and you can you can pick it up. The problem with the fighter is the lack of skill points that don't make them hugely versatile. But you, there are some archetypes you can pick for that. Don't you find the fighter outside of a fight nothing? No. Well, I suppose with the skills as well, all you got to do is put a fair bit into intelligence. Oh, and then you get the extra but then skill yeah, points, do. right? So it depends on whether you want to be an effective fighter, though. So what are you giving up to make the intelligence work? Are you giving up strength or con or dex, which is- yeah, If you go for dex-based, you're already sure. helping yourself on the defensive front, aren't you, with yeah. your AC? And you get the feats to cope yeah. with it. Yeah. So, But, but that's I, just, I, that's I feel, the I feel another challenge coming no, up No, no, that's, that's defining the type fighter. of fighter though, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's I guess that's the detraction for most characters or character classes, but- uh, you know, for me, it's it's not about the the way it plays. Like a lot of you have gone spellcaster because they're very difficult, and there's a there's onerous, and you've got to choose spells and all that kind of stuff. And I, I I don't mind that as much. What I don't like is when I can't connect to a character, and the character class I connect with the least is the druid. I've never really gone. Oh, I really like the idea of a character that turns into an animal or has an animal companion. Even if I play a ranger. I generally don't choose the animal companion. I think it's because I don't like animals that much. It's I'm also scared two, of them. Two um, things to play at the table, right? Well, it's not even the 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 crunching of it because I get like you know one of my favorite characters is Dritz, so he's got an animal companion. But for me, I just, the idea of turning into an animal or having that nature kind of connection, even thinking about characters like Swamp Thing or whatever, they're not characters that resonate with. Me. Me. The other type of thing, and I, I think I've probably played a dwarf the least amount of times in my uh, in my time because it's again, while I like the dwarf and I like the idea of them, and uh, they're just a character concept that that doesn't sort of click in my mind and fit in with some of my concepts. Like I, th I think I. I default definitely to human and elf more than I default mm. to anything else. And I'm very partial to the gnome as well. I actually quite like gnomes, which is weird because gnomes and dwarves, I guess an, a gnome's like a dwarf without a beard, right? I haven't mm. really played anything other than human and right. I mainly only ever played humans. Racist. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
I should, I should broaden my um, race horizons. There, there is one class that I absolutely don't get, and I never think I will get it mechanically yeah. or classic. Like I, the vigilante, what the shit? Oh, I love the what vigilante. The shit, no I have way. been, I have been building no. a vigilante lately, and I am loving the idea. How are you going to play them? that? They're, look, you probably need the right type of campaign. Uh-huh. You certainly. Oh, uh, we're stuck in a dungeon, and all of a sudden, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Where did you come from? I was hiding behind this rock. Where's the other person? They're now hiding behind the rock. Like, how is that ever going to play? It's. I think if you if you're playing the right type of you thing, like if you've in Curse of the Crimson and, Throne, where they right. came from. Or if you're in an urban setting, like or, that's where you know that's where the vigilante comes out as, as its own because but, you can play a charismatic character and then you can totally turn into Batman. But you're never taking that character out in a dungeon crawl or out. No, because the, the, well, the, the Batman bush version of that character. Maybe is what you need you like out. a bag of holding as your phone booth. <laughs> so you like oh, yeah. step into your bag of holding. The, the premise <laughs> that everyone else has to put aside. Their belief that yes, this character has disappeared and a new character is here, and I you absolutely have to believe in that. It just seems like such a fallacy at the table. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really hard to play multiple characters at a table. I know from first hand experience. There it is. How about you? Uh, oh, poor Justin. How about you, <laughs> listeners at home? Write in and tell us what classes you like and what classes you would like to see us play at some point. Yeah, I really or- enjoyed French. <laughs> I think I think try. it would be we'll a really try. interesting uh, game if we actually went and played the classes that we least like. Because while while I might not like a druid, I could probably enjoy playing a druid. It's just something I don't think of when I go. Well, what do I want to play? You know, I probably I've, I'm I'm very much I love playing a good high dex character. That is, you know, like the the swashbucklery type character is really my mm. my type thing, or the bard, or that type of thing. I would love the idea of playing something that we have no cre- no, like we get given the character sheet and that's it. Kind of no, like how you did it for the um, no we investment playing. towards. Yeah, that might be something I would reckon would be a good um, buy me a coffee goal if we ever start a second campaign. Like someone else know, builds our characters. They build up. They like. Popular oh, vote right. builds our characters, kind of thing. Okay, that could be fun. Yeah, I would be into that because it's for me. Uh, most of the joy comes from developing the character mm. rather mm. than the class and the race mm. and the Stop you know the abilities and all that kind of stuff. They they're sort of secondary and they fill in what the character is and sort of guide that as a as a background, I guess. That'd be hard for Luke because doesn't he have to stand and look at miniatures and buy a dice for a new character? Isn't I'm not that worried about you... that. It's more the reading of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you spell. don't like spellcasters because yeah, right. it's got extra very rule heavy. Because he's only got to F yeah. in the classes. <laughs> yeah, he's on page <laughs> index. <laughs> well, why does it say II? Index only starts acid, with I. That's as far as I got. Did you get to a swashbuckler? Acid splash. Huh? You get to a splash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been drinking. It was a good. I think that was a good joke that yeah, was coming. Yeah, it was. Yeah, never mind. Aye, aye. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Now, gentlemen. You're fucked. <laughs> we're at a point now, a pivotal point in, in this game, where we are about to fight a big bad guy. And we've talked about this before. It's either going to go really quick or it's going to go really long and be arduous and, and really hard for everybody involved. But you right now are in what I like to think about as a reverse heist. You guys are setting a trap 
for Skells Gig. You've got the warehouse map. I've given that to you. You've got time in about a, a day from now. You are the full moon comes, and you are now going to set the trap. Last week when we left it, I asked you to come up with some type of plan. The three of you come with your different plans because I want to see what are the similarities, what are the, what are the differences of your approach. I want to know where you're coming from. And I think it's, I, I think I want the listeners to hear what your planning session is. Now, I've already written my plan down. So if you think that I'm going to listen to you and change it, I'm not because I have it written down on a piece of paper. I know how Skills Gig's going to deal and I know what's going to happen. So it's all written down. I can show you the piece of paper right now. Show me the piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards. But right now, it's really about hearing about what you've thought about over the last couple of days. And um, I really hope you haven't been talking to each other because I, I want to hear it here at the table in its entire rawness. So Luke, say um. Um. Good. He's planned. <laughs> I was going to say, should, I really like the idea of we ro- hiding roll- uh, dressed up as a kid. As a kid. Yep. yep. To lure him out. Should we roll off and, and say who goes first? Sure. Go for it. You were saying you like the idea of uh, of dressing up as a kid. Yeah. And then luring, luring him out. So yeah. you want to sort of I'll dress as, as Agnes. <laughs> so that was a little girl's name. Whichever. Yep. With my hairy feet, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do know that she has blended heritage. We talked about this last yep. in last episode that she does look like uh she's mostly human but from some angles she looks dwarven and from mm, others mm. she looks like a halfling so that could be an approach but okay are we rolling off are you rolling off mm. yeah yep. but i'm worried that you're going to cheat off each other i know luke hasn't like luke doesn't like to read i've already gone that's know it that that's my plan <laughs> <laughs> i'm rolling just i've got one tap good. yeah <laughs> hello like bugs bunny with some lipstick on Okay, Lindsay, what did you get on your D20? 13. What did you get on your D20, Luke? 19. And Brett, you rolled a D4? Three. (laughs) (laughs) Max damage. 19. I guess Reggie's going first. Yeah, so I think I covered that when I said about dressing up, but uh, I mean, my aim really is probably, you know, I want to, I am the inverted quotation bait frontline fighter (laughs) of the party. So uh, I'm all about magic weapon, and let's go for an average of one point of damage. Is your plan to stand and bang? It's to what's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stand and bang. Stand and bang? Yeah. Right. Is he, when he comes in- Yeah, I'm just going to go at him. You go, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a toe-to-toe. Yeah, yeah, because if he's in Kapoor, I can't trip him. I can't do any of my fancy shit. can't get any of my precision, precision damage. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can hope to do possibly is make a weapon, my fists, magical, and then mm. give him one point of damage each turn, because I can't crit either on in Kapoor also. It's true. All right. Right. The brawler bit I get, you're going to hit him with your fists. Is the magic weapon the cleric part of your yes, build? Yes, that's right. Yep. I think you brought everything you've got. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So, uh, well, maybe before even, uh, maybe what Luke's missing is about the resource parts. Like, do you guys have a death cloak and a wheelbarrow? No. What are the resources that you've got that you can bring the external resources? We have a bottle of Yeti fur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have uh, a lot of nobles' outfits. Okay. Maybe we should wear them so if we die, at least we've died in our funeral attire. We do have some shopping time, and if you want to buy a scroll of something that lasts longer, we could do that. You could cast it yourself as well. Well, I mean, the the, the magic weapon lasts for a minute. 
and I can pop that off three times. So if we're not done by the end of that, we're we're done. Would you would you do though a, a scroll of protection from evil or something like that? What do I need that for? <laughs> for Flopsy? Yeah. Uh, can you cast that. magic weapon on anyone else? I think I can. Yeah, it's a, it's a touch. Yeah, that will help me. You got something? Well, no, it's just that was one of the things I was trying to think of. Is again, I can't make any of my shit magical. All the stuff he seemed to save from on my when I tried to curse him and stuff. So he's got a pretty decent will. So the one thing I want to get hold of is I want to get hold of a, a scroll of um, hex vulnerability, and if I can f- feed that to Tippy, I can then cast hex vulnerability as a spell, which will last four rounds, which means I can cast Misfortune on him every round until it hits. Yeah, and it, but it does every time he succeeds, it DC loses by four, I think. I think it loses, so i got to read that again. But, okay. yeah, that's my idea for that is to try and get it so I can actually get Misfortune off because that's going to freaking help us a lot. That's always been helpful. Other than that, I was thinking of two different things. I was thinking, one, maybe Reggie shouldn't be out the front. <laughs> Because he's kind of our only other damage dealer besides Flopsy. So I'm thinking Miles kind of would go out the front and be under some sort of magical disguise. Or I don't have the ability or if we had some other way to disguise something out there. Yeah. Like a bomb. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. Can well, you? That's, <laughs> very, that's very pink. Can we make can we, kettle. Yeah. <laughs> can we make a bomb disguised as a thing so can when I- he uses his devour ability and eats it? Can I make it magical as well? I mean, like, I, I, oh, I could be the bomb. I could take a hit for the team. Well, you could minimize yourself. I mean, you're already a small character. If you did, if you shrunk yourself down small enough, you could jump inside his gullet. Like a fairy. And then uh, just from inside. Set off the flare. Yeah, like wasp. <laughs> or just re-enlarge. Yeah. <laughs> and wear him like a skin. <laughs> so the thing is, really, incorporeal in creatures, what are they vulnerable to? Mm, love. Actually, what can you tell us about the ethereal plane, Justin? Uh, that it's a different plane to the one that you're on. But they can see and hear the physical plane? Uh, make a knowledge planes check. Flopsy, what do you know about the ethereal plane? Lots. Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. 25. Yeah, 25. The ethereal plane is, it's like a shadow version. Oh, I shouldn't say shadow because there is a shadow plane, but it's it's like a ghost version of our pl- oh, I'll give you an example of that. You know, in the end of Return of the Jedi, when Yoda, Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan are all, or not Darth Vader, but Anakin, are all standing there watching Luke as the Ewoks. Imagine a world like that. It's like a world of ghosts. Right, so so it's, we it's can't plane, see the ghosts. It's a plane of of kind of uh, see through ethereal. And it's like everything is is like a a mist almost. So we can't see the ghosts, but the ghosts can see and hear us. Yeah, kind of. Good. We Everyone can heard see that? them though. Can we? On the ethereal plane, they're also on this plane, so we can see them. They're not invisible. Well, the ethereal plane, I mean, the, the ethereal- it, it, It's a separate plane. Sorry, I get yeah, it becomes- right. it, You're right. talking not the ethereal plane, really. You're talking about a creature that it becomes ethereal. All right. I'm just wanting to make sure that he can hear what we're saying. That he can hear what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. That means I can cackle. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. So Flopsy's had a few more ideas, and, and, and I'm going to offer them up in- in the spirit of generosity and also in the spirit of don't hate the uh, 
the game. Hey, don't, don't have the player, hate the game. <laughs> no, you had it right. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, so for me, there were a couple of things we needed to overcome. One, Skelskig needs to come in and believe that he's walking into Agnes on the floor. So there's either a disguise check that needs to happen for Reggie to make that believable or, in fact, a silent image of Agnes on the floor sleeping, which could be quite realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't need to make a sound until he gets in quite close. We needed to overcome his ethereal ability to be on both planes at once, and really that's a force spell. So we need force spells for protection, magic missile, uh, mage armor and shield, and we need force spells or force abilities for attack. Magic missile is the one to go to at our level because it's unerring, it will hit and it will do full damage at this level, I can do that and have that spell and can scribe scrolls of that if anyone else can do that, but I don't think you guys can. No. So that, that kind of gives Flopsy a roll, which was to pump out damage round after Didn't round. Didn't you also have a wand of magic missile? That was uh, a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't have it right now. If if I used to have it, it it's done. It's fallen off his character sheet. Yep. <laughs> I replaced it with this uh, a staff of... <laughs> <laughs> Magic missile. Um, so so there's that. And then there's the thing of going, all right, well, how do we keep alive? Because it puts out a lot of damage and we will hit, you guys will hit half the time and not hit half the time. So what's the usefulness there? What, what what's Where can we place people? I think we need to go, I was thinking about, oh, can we hide in crates and watch it come in? Should we do uh, some kind of fire that gives it obscuring kind of sea ability to see so you know if reggie's up close it doesn't matter but if reggie wants to five or ten foot step away he's out of spell ability of this thing i don't know if the bar guest is on both planes at once all the time or it needs to make that ability happen we know it's got dimension where it can get away so how do we stop that i, I haven't overcome those things about hiding as well was if he has sent since yeah. he's part and wolf, i think part wolf is likely it's likely right mm. Well, we just get away with that by rubbing ourselves in excrement or something like that. <laughs> Is that like a, a hiding from a predator? Yeah. And putting yeah. mud on it, except it's crap. Dead. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So one of, one of the ideas I went for you guys, and I don't play your characters, but Flopsy, I think, is going to be busy doing magic missiles and throwing bombs because that's high damage output, and I think that's what we need to do. He's going to be very vulnerable while he does that to attack, so we need to distract the Bloody Skulls gig from doing that or doing something else like escaping. So something like compel his hostility and kiting him or putting him in a pit, he can't fall down on the ethereal plane, something like that, containing him somehow might be useful. I don't know what to do to make that happen. Have you given thought to your surroundings? Like I know, Luke, your your tactic is just let's hit him head on, but you do know the field of battle. So the, your one advantage here is, well, you've got two real advantages that you that you have. One- there is the element of surprise that you don't know that, that he doesn't know that you're going to be there. And number two, you know the playing field. So you know where this is going to take place and you control both of those things. You're right. So I think we should set up some logs and get some Ewoks on board. <laughs> yep, nope. The issue is as well, though, like if we set up too much, he can dimension door, we can't. So we've got to make sure we don't do it. I legit was talking about being in a crate just like a little peephole because all I need to do to cast is see and for him to be able to hear me. <laughs> Similar with Magic Missile. I can pump that out so to a So I can just be like in a crate and just be like, come get me, bitch. 
<laughs> he has to like break into the crate to get me. But you know, then if he takes Reggie and wants to run, then I can't really so, chase. Right. You're in a crate with a people shouting stuff. You're in a crate with a people firing. And you're just out in the open. And I'll just stand in a crate with the glory hole. <laughs> so is the distraction. After Skull's gig will be done, will be the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So here's a question about the, uh, with, for the magic users. Um, when you're talking about getting a scroll and mm -hmm. feeding it to Tiffy, what kind of level can you go up to with that? How does that work? Well, it's just how I learn new spells. So I can learn level one and two spells at the moment. Well, I can cast level one and two spells at the moment. Is that including from scrolls? Is that how yeah, the rules it's, work? it's very similar to a wizard putting spells into a spell book. So right. a wizard, if a wizard finds a spells, I believe you have to make a spellcraft check, yep. like a wizard does. But instead of it going into a spell book, it goes into your familiar. So you can do that as a spellcaster too. Can I? I'm just looking at Spirit Bane Blade. I think it's a level four spell. But which well, so, the, uh, so the gives the weapon ghost touch. No, well, because where where do your spells come from, cleric? Oh yeah, I can do that. I'm just looking yeah. into spells generally because you two have got. More of a magic. Control. So Flopsy can scribe scrolls, and one of his plans is to scribe a bunch of scrolls, okay. um, but only up to a certain level. Yeah. It, it that that's down to time and uh, price. So anything under two hundred, I think, gold pieces is two hours a scroll. Okay. And uh, you know, a magic missile first level spell at first level, which is what he can cast anyway, yeah. is I think twelve and a half GP or something. It's it's not thirty seven and a half GP. It's Spell twelve and a half GP by spell level by um, caster level. Well, the so, other, the other thing to help with the money thing is I want to sell that stupid wand. Which one's that? The, the stupid monster summon one that lasts one round. Right, <laughs> the dog one. Yeah, like that's never going to come in useful. That takes a full round to cast, and then it's only there for one round. We might as well sell that and get some money and use that to buy some shit. I'm not sure we've got time in one day of shopping to palm that and get other things. We've got about 700 gold in the party plus whatever we've got on our people. That should be enough to tool up. I couldn't find any potions or anything mundane that would help in this space because of the magic abil abilities, except for things like alchemist fire. That fire will still burn it okay, um, and will continue to burn the round after. Uh, that stuff could still be useful. And I'm not sure, Justin, if we know whether on the ethereal plane whether elemental damage like fire or cold or sonic still does full damage or not. Yeah, you're you're totally right. You're not sure. I also don't know. Does great. Yeah, yeah none of our checks told us that. And when I threw a bomb at it, that. and it didn't like none of that. Does going in the ethereal plane also get rid of things like entanglement and stuff? It's no longer on the material plane. So if the thing that's entangling it is on the material plane. Okay. Then it would be phasing out of so that. So things and be able like to entangle and web tangle. entangle, yeah, no all of that. It's just going to hinder us more mm. than anyone else. I, I wonder if something though, like um, there's that spell that you can anchor their shadow to the ground. That shadow would be on both planes, feasibly. Whether the spell goes with it or not, I don't know. But mm. that could stop it, right? It can only move a certain amount. I can't remember that spell, but I'll shadow find trap. It. Shadow trap, perfect. There what about is it susceptible to like silver no, weapons or anything spell. like that, or cold iron? No. So a, a ghost touch weapon would be useful here, but that's way out of our price range. Is it, Justin? I think that is out of our price range. We wouldn't be able to find ghost touch weapons in town right now, right? You could certainly find. Like, I mean, it's a big city, so most of, most of the stuff you're looking for is is available around the place. So it's not really a something that that's too hard to find. Everything that's sort of in your player's handbook is readily available. So ghost touch as a spell. 
is a ninth level, Ooh, not class yeah. level nine. To add that to a weapon, sorry. Well, this is why I was talking about Spirit Bane's aid. If Spirit yeah. Bane's aid is a level four and it gives the weapon ghost touch. Right. Well, so that's useful. Otherwise, it's a plus three bonus, which is a lot. It's yeah. thousands and thousands yeah. of gold. Because I remember uh, on a Paladin build, you can do it when you have the bonded weapon. Mm-hmm. Get, yeah, you can You're get ghost touch up. on it. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you've got to you you do know that magical weapons. You've got to make the weapon a plus one weapon yep. first. Before then you do you've got to pay to essentially make it whatever that next plus is. So it's going to be the price of minimum plus two weapon to buy a ghost touch yeah. weapon, which is going to be it's four grand. It's a plus grand. three bonus. It's ghost touch plus ghost three. Are you sure? A plus so three that's bonus. a plus four weapon yep. that you would need to it's buy. A, it's a significant piece of- So um, we've got enough of that then. Great, let's go. <laughs> Just a couple more zeros on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, look, I, I think maybe it's scrolls and potions are your uh, arsenal in this, uh, in this kind of thing. I, I would encourage us to buy things that we can throw at it from a distance, and I would say Flopsy would encourage people to keep their distance from it. That's a dex-based thing, isn't it? I can throw yeah. stuff really well. So absolutely, yeah. All right, I got I got some guiding questions that I guess I, that you I would like you to think about. Number one, what are your defensive abilities versus this, and how are you going to bolster your defenses versus what you know of skills gig? So what what things have you got in terms of defense, hit points? This is where we need protection from evil to try and avoid being charmed again. Protection from evil is a plus two bonus for armor class and charm mind affecting abilities. Mage armor plus four, shield plus four. Mm -hmm. Mage armor won't work if you're already wearing armor though. It will replace the armor bonus that you have. So it'll come up to four max. when an ethereal creature can bypass armor, Mm -hmm. mage armor will still defend you. So I can I could bump us all with protection from evil, but that'd be my spells done because that's one each. That's three. I've only got three slots. Right, but you need a magic weapon. So that's what I'm saying. Get three, oh, as well, yeah. Get three scrolls of protection from oh, evil. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And keep the things that you want to keep. Like, are they an hour level or are they a minute a level? A minute a level. Yeah, right. So we need to also go. We know when it's coming. Is there a lookout outside to give us a little bit of time to buff those minute spells rather than? Just sitting here waiting, waiting for it to get to us, and then going, "Oh shit!" Now I've got a buff while we're in combat. Combat. Mm-hmm. What other? Okay, so that's your sort of defensive capabilities, Luke. Do you have any defensive capabilities that you can sort of add to the party or to the? Pool only, only the only the protection from evil, I think, is really about the limits of what I can actually enhance. Other than, yeah. Now, so, last time I made you big, you didn't like that, right? Just because it dropped my AC considerably, but to be perfectly honest with you, this thing's probably going to hit me no matter what. So It it drops you to hit as well, though, doesn't it? Because it diminishes your dex. Yeah, it ruins your dex. Mm. It would increase damage. And don't you do dex to damage? Yeah, that's the thing. So what would happen is, best case scenario, um, that gives me maximum of three damage (laughs) on the roll. Oh, the Reggie three? Yeah, Uh, as opposed to one. Okay, with a D4. Is that the 50%? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so- Because it's a D6, not a D4. Okay, have you- uh, What about- Okay, let's swap to offensive then. What have you got to bolster your offensive abilities to damage Skells Gig? What are you going to do to help yourselves there? Just before we move off defensive, I'm interested in you guys finding a way to protect us against his mind-affecting abilities, because Flopsy's got none of that. Well, that's protection from evil. We need- Right. We basically need that. Is there anything else in terms of will save or any of that kind of stuff that's useful? Not that I have on my list. Okay. 
And then the other one in terms of a debuff, the uh, the ray that I got him last time that killed his strength helped, I think. There was one or two attacks that it diminished his attack so that it didn't hit us. Something in that space. Yeah, he did not like that. I know that because the GM didn't like that either. <laughs> so something that might reduce his strength or his dex or his will save, uh, sorry, his wisdom might reduce his caster level or his attack ability. But what we don't want him to do is charm someone again because that's a problem. We don't need to be fighting ourselves as well as him. Although that said, maybe if you fought each other rather than him, you might stand a better chance. Splash damage and do more damage on him than no one did. <laughs> well, you could look. You could always just uh, just pour a whole heap of bombs on yourself. Well, uh, well, that was something you guys said. I didn't even think about the bomb. If we bomb inside a corpse. Well, if we do solid image and use that image to cover the a whole heap of alchemist fire, then it's one bomb and a whole big lot of kabumi. Here we go. That's possible. We know that that's possible from a, an encounter in the past where the Black Ross went up in flames. Mm. Mm, that's true. Okay, so if we if we flip over to the offensive side of things, so what what are you going to do to pick yourselves up in in a, the offensive world? So Luke, you're talking about really just going toe to toe with this yep. guy. What's your offensive spells? Just magic be? weapon. Just magic flurry, weapon flurry, flurry. Uh, no, I don't even think I use the karma. Actually, I just go magic weapon on my hand. It I'm, will I'm, not like, work on your hands. You'll you have magic to use magic fang. fang. No, that's not right. A monk's. Is it is? Uh, yeah, I can do it with a, with a, a, a monk on unarmed. Oh, okay. It's considered the, yeah, right. it's okay. considered a weapon. Yep. I did read a rule. Did you? Or did you just <laughs> listen to? No, Brett? I read it. Literally, I was sat here before have you, you guys about, turned up. Have you thought about a ball strength that might up your damage? I, yeah, I actually um, have a potion strength of ball surge. strength. There we um, go. Well, if you can up your strength, then you'd yeah. gotta do some more damage, and that's gonna also increase. It's not your to hit, but it will increase. Will it? Do you add dex or strength to your damage? It's um. It is strength. So strength to hit, damage. Yeah. No, 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 so, no. Dex to hit, strength to damage. Yeah. Okay. So a ball strength will get you up from that one mm. to a to a higher number. You don't have to use your dex to hit, by the way. You can swap back and use your like just because you've got the ability to use dex to hit. If your strength surpasses your dex, you can uh, yeah, always use point. that yeah, bonus. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so if you went large strength bonus and ball strength strength bonus then you might be able to hit it with your strength and do some like D6 plus yeah. plus damage. That plus your magic weapon, that's a plus one, isn't it? It, it is. So that's one to hit, one to damage as well. Mm. All of that incrementally is going to get up there. So 50% of that might be, you know. A bit more. Three. It might yeah, be up two. to sixes. <laughs> I think you might be getting around, you know, D6 plus uh, ball strength is another plus two to hit, uh, two to damage, plus magic weapons, one. Like, you know, you, you're at nine. That's four and a half, four, four mm. damage at an average. Yeah. Or at 50% on average, and that's two, right? Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not too worried about hitting him. Mm. It's just doing the damage. Doing yeah. the damage. What about you, Lindsay? How do you think Miles is going to cope? Like, I guess in, in the past, traditionally, you, you are tied up with cackles and uh, hexes and all spells and stuff, or are you going to go down the, the smacky smack road? Well, I want to get that. If I, if, I, if I can learn that hex vulnerability, I'm going to go try and get that misfortune off. Other than that, I'm thinking long arm to get myself at least a five-foot reach and- Inflict light wounds, maybe. That's mm -hmm. a good. That's useful. Mm. Does that'll bypass? Will that bypass? It's a magic attack. I'd say so. It's yeah. magic spell. It does so. have a will save attached to it, True. so there is a, a so save. That's will save half, isn't it? It's a will save for half. Plus, you've got to actually touch him. So there's there's that as well. 
We don't think it's vulnerable to sneak attack, do we? It's not. Any position damage or anything like that, it mm. doesn't work. Poop. The other thing, um, I'm, the one thing I'm confused about how to do is, do I take a scroll of mage armor and use a scroll instead of casting it, even though it's only one hour? Do I take a scroll of long arm and use the scroll rather than casting it, just because otherwise it's... I've only got three spell slots. I don't have that many spells. It's all about the hexes, and if he's got a will save as strong as he did last time... Yeah. I, I wonder if that's why we need a lookout to go, he's on his way. Well, I've already the, got a you know, lookout. His name's Tippy. Okay. So if works, I have him works. circling, you know, he can be up flying about. Can you do message with Tippy or something as a zero level? I believe so. I'll double check, but he can be a fair distance out. How will he let us know to start? Buffing? He flies back and okay. tells us physically, but I think I do have message. With he's got he's got a bit of a mental connection with Tippy that Tippy okay. can actually send him a, a vibe, a vibe of it's time you're on. Mm-hmm. Your a water, vibe of alertness. Your waters are tingling. Inflict <laughs> yes. like wounds is only half damage when will save. Yes, DC thirteen. That's correct. I can but, do the same. Yeah, I do have a message on. actually. If we can get two or three rounds, it gets us uh, protection from evil, mage armors. Shields and what kind of bonus is major armor? Just plus four, four armor. If you don't wear armor, it's plus four, but it's also a force bonus. So yeah, it's, a, it's a force bonus. It's, a it's not a deflection. Oh, it is a deflection because I got. Uh, I can no, use shield of faith. Major is an armor bonus, and shield is a deflection bonus. I've got shield of faith that I can cast on myself, which right. is a plus two deflection bonus. Mm-hmm. What does shield do? Is it better than plus so two? So shield is again, it's a force spell. So force spells should negate any ethereal issues. Okay, that's I think what Flopsy was thinking was going. All right, what have we got in terms of force? Yeah, I'll subclass. let you know. Deflection bonuses and force bonuses work. Okay. Yeah. So both of those things will work against an ethereal creature. Okay. So or yeah, corporeal. I, I do creature. have message. So every thirty minutes. The last 30 minutes and then boop. And it's zero level, so that's all day, right? Yeah. And then out back, out back. Yeah. I just have to see him, so. Yeah. All right, next question I've got for you. What are you going to do about seeing? You're in a warehouse, you're assuming it's going to be nighttime. Well, it's obviously going to be dancing lights, right? No. We brought a flare with us, remember? Mm. How long is that going to burn for? Well, about as long as we're going to survive, right? It depends where the crocodile is. If this is like a wolf, it will have some form of dark vision. It'll certainly have some form of scent. So at nighttime, it will have an advantage. There is no point in us keeping it dark. Well, until he gets in there, if if he sees it fully lit up, we're pretty kind of us away. Mm. But that's why I thought if we have a flare, you could literally, well, one, if we're going with the bomb route, that's going to light it up and then one of us can light the flare. I'm thinking action economy, though. Lighting a flare is one time you're not doing something against it just because we need to see. But it says cast also, also, you're putting a lot of rules on a flare, which is something I made up, So, yep. <laughs> which, which technically was supposed to be a uh, uh, one shot into the air to signal someone. So it's not a flare that's supposed to cast light. It's a flare we, that's we supposed could to cast signal light, right? and right. it probably would only it's last same, a round. Same, diff- same deal. Cast same. light would be the same thing, yeah, right? Same casting economy, light would but a flare's cooler. Type of thing. Yeah, it'll bitch. also burn the warehouse down, but it's cooler. What's the difference? Well, there's your light. For sure, it'll last longer if it's yeah, going to well, burn the warehouse. Uh, yeah, start, start burning shit down. What's the difference if the place is lit up, though? Do you just not think it would be lit up because then you'll get suspicious? Yeah, I think you'll get suspicious because yeah, right. it wasn't lit up when we first went there. You right? don't think Agnes might have started a small fire next to her and left it smouldering and smoking and because she was cold and somehow- How old is started. Agnes? Uh, Agnes is a, a small girl, so you would think she's around the kind of 10-ish. Can your 10-year-olds start fire? Uh, mine yeah. can't, but he also 
can't identify a tree. There is a story called The Little Matchstick Girl. That ended well. Yeah, that's true. I'm going like, you know, pull a crate apart, put it next to the silent image of Agnes with a smouldering fire there. There's some light in the room that's reasonable. And she's been there a couple of days. She could have manufactured that somehow. At least it would warrant investigation rather than run away, I would think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Are you going to do anything to the warehouse itself? Are you going to clear it out, move it out? Are you going to do some A-team stuff? Are you going to, like, are we, do we have to put the music on? Do, 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 do. <laughs> I, go over. Yeah. I do wonder if some of those barrels might be a rolling trap that we could release. And then I go, it's not magic damage, so what's the point? Mm. Well, it depends. I mean, can we set two crates up at the ceiling that when he goes over a certain space, they come in and wish his head. It could do that, but it's not magic damage, so it won't damage him. He would just be in another plane if he's always in both planes at once. I find it it would be a – here's me going. I was sitting there going, what a shit life that every now and – like every day, every moment, you don't know whether what you're going to do is actually going to be possible because you could be in this plane or the other. But is it random for him like that? Well, it seemed like he wanted to grab Flopsy and then all of a sudden he couldn't grab Flopsy, right? So he, he – it was random. Yeah, he flickers between. So, Constantly. So, yep. you know, this poor fella's taking a shit and he can't wipe his ass every half half the time. <laughs> How uh, awful he, he is that? He poops half on the ethereal and half on the material plane. <laughs> but, well, you, like, uh, so I wonder if that's a consistent effect or if it's an effect he needs to put into place because mm. maintaining that would be awful. It's oh. the blink dog scenario. We should grapple him. See what happens when you I grapple can't him. Grapple and incorporeal, right? I but he's, an inc- he's only inc- incorporeal half the time. Do you get dragged into it? Oh. I don't think you'd go with him. So that you're punching him on the ethereal plane, and I'm punching him in the material plane. <laughs> Just punch him in the head. This planning session's gone for quite a while. So right now, you guys, the three of you, you've talked about it. You've sort of put everything up. This is the time where you've got a plan. You've got 24 hours to solve the case. Guys, hand in your guns and your badges. What are you going to do? I I do want to get some reconcile the kind of should we be up close or should we try and keep our distance? I'll be trying to keep my distance. It's it's Reggie that I'm going, do you really want to be up close? Or do yeah. you want to chuck some bombs at it first? Oh, yeah, chuck some bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soften the target. So that if we, can, if we can find spaces around the centre of that room to throw down and then you can charge in, that might be better than having you down there. Silent image might be a better way than- Okay. I'm also worried about the disguise check and, you know, hey, why, why does that little girl have a moustache? <laughs> hey, look, it's a charisma check. I'll be all right. I've got this image in my head right now of a crate uh, and like Reggie just bursting, like running from this uh, halfling sized crate. Just the door opens and Reggie comes bounding. Running at the wall. Parkour! There is some crates, you know, 20 feet away that would give you a out and at him Mm. that I think would work. Mm -hmm. Any other resources that you're going to draw in, use, anything? The corn shell. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Lindsay did say last time instead of blowing a whistle, he was going to blow the conch. We did say last time that we were going to do two perimeters of the guard. Yep. One close and one at kind of dimension dory range Mm -hmm. so that if he did want to get out, there was a guard that could kind of at least go, he's here and we can continue the chase. So I think that's important. Sorry, did we all have the conversation about dimensional anchor? It's massive. Yeah, scroll. who can do we, we dimensional do anchor? Yeah. Okay, is the real oh, question. Scrolls. I'm still. Yeah, scrolls. I think I we I don't think we can afford the scroll. Yeah, I, it's like nine hundred gold. I checked. Guys, you've you've talked about this for a very long time. You've actioned your plans. You're going to have twenty four hours right now. Twenty four hours. Oh, Brett's got some more to add to I it. Do. Sorry, the other one was knowing he's coming. 
Uh, Maybe you won't even turn up. Detect fiendish presence, detect evil, that kind of thing might be useful to go. Actually, we can cast We can do that for days, right? Detect evil. uh, Well, you can. If you're a paladin, you can. But if it pings him off, that's the problem, right? 60 foot, right? I think it's the range of that. But through a wall or through, like, I think it's a foot of stone or an inch of lead or something that will stop that. So we'll know he's coming. The other thing is that we're not thinking about is he might not walk in here at all. He might just go, pop. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, shit, throw, throw the thing. So yep. I think we're going to be ready for I that. I think we don't need to worry too much about planning on whether or not he's coming. We might lose a bit of action economy. So, and- so we're either buffing while he's there and trying to hold him off. Mm. He will t- be buffing too, one would assume. He would be you know, not buffed up like we've seen him before if he was. If we get pre-warning, then that's better for us. If not, we've got to know that, you know, I think what I'm saying is Flopsy's going to stand there and cast Magic Missile every round, and that's, you know, a minute of that. Mm-hmm. Sounds okay. good. He's going to trust that you guys are going to keep him off him. You guys go about your business. The next day you start shopping. There's a whole montage sequence of uh, you sawing, welding, chopping, <laughs> um, and then Reg, yeah, Reg just comes out wearing a shirt with no pants on. Flopsy scribing. Flopsy scribing, uh, tippy uh, flying. Tippy Blink. eating a, a scroll, hopefully. Tippy eating a scroll. Let's see. Oh, but judging by that look, Tippy regurgitating That's the scroll. Oh. oh no! All right, so Tippy also regurgitating the scroll and How wasting many of those a scrolls. Are we money. buying <laughs> and wasting a fair bit of money. So Flopsy would have sent you guys out with a shopping list for mage armor and shield scrolls and any magic missile scrolls you can find. So you start launching into your preparations. You guys have launched your plans. You know what scrolls you want. You know what potions you want. You know where you need to go throughout the day. We're not going to role play this in its minutiae. You just need to tell me once you've rolled how many times. If you fail, you fail. You know, we don't need to go through all that kind of stuff just after it. Write it, roll it, all of that kind of thing. So we see a moment where Reg is doing some carters and learning how to make his fists magic. We see Tippy flickering lights on and off as he scours around the warehouse. You guys are inside the warehouse getting a really good feel for what's going on here. I believe Flopsy would spend some time studying Agnes if you are going to do uh, to make some kind of replica of her so you can do a, a magic image of her. Tippy's eating some scrolls as well while Miles is, uh, is probably just sitting Sitting there laughing and practicing his evil maniacal laugh to get through. We get to a point where you are met by Sergeant Thunderback and Sergeant Thunderback says, your boys, I know you've got a really big day coming on. I've, I've tapped into my own personal stash. And he pulls out three very ornate potions potions that look like they've had a bit of dust on them that has been uh just you know when you see something dusty and there's still elements of dust on there and he's tried to dust it off but these these are potions from old and he says these will help you out unfortunately it's all i've got for you and he puts them these are potions of aid oh aids that's great <laughs> everyone's got aids 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 so and so he'll hand you three potions that he's got of of aid um, that what does should that do? help. Hit points. I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah that, For the benefit of the viewers, of course. Yeah. Right? So the listeners. Yeah, I, I mean, of course we know, but just so people that don't know, could you- re- I, I think will- our viewers know because we had aid in episode five, seven, and nine. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was a long time ago. So it's it's extra hit points, essentially. So there's there's a couple of buffs that it does for you, but it essentially it'll make you a little bit more chunkier and it'll probably try and help you up. And he says, look. Protein shake. I've organized all the watch. They're going to be standing where you told us in the uh, in the vicinity. You just tell us when we need to be in position and we'll do it. Godspeed. Do your best and stay alive. No promises, sir. <laughs> That's the kind of, uh, of confidence that I like there, Edge. Of course. So and and with that, Thunderback sort of sends you on your way as well, and he starts. You can see that he's rustled up as many Watchmen as he can, and all of those guys as well are starting to put their best armor on. They're starting to go grab the crossbows and and the armory, which is only really short swords, crossbows, and saps, is starting to to unfill. At that point, if you do need a crossbow or if you need uh, arrows for your crossbows, if you need a short sword or you need a sap or you need leather armor those things are available to you otherwise everything else is sort of up to you guys to to figure out he also has put agnes inside one of the cells and he's put a couple of guards back here to keep her safe so that she's she's not in harm's way as well and she stayed well away from the warehouse Right now, though, what are the main things that you're getting the warehouse ready? So over that course of the day, other than the, the shopping and that prep, that all that prep that we just talked about, are there any changes to the warehouse that you're doing or any preparations for the warehouse or anything you need to know around that? You're just moving the boxes into a more convenient positions for cover. Yep. Yep. So you can start moving. So you can definitely alter some of the things so you can get cover. Most of the, most of the, you probably don't want to move them too much, but what I assume that you would do is you would take some of the crates and just sort of push them to the side. So they stay in the sp same kind of space. So when you look at it, it doesn't look like anything's moved, but you get some cover in amongst uh, all of that equipment yep. so that you're moving around. Yeah. I would like this somewhere within around 30 feet. Yep. Of where Agnes and all that will yep. be. Well, you got the map, so you can uh, you can tell me exactly where you are because we are going to be using roll twenty for this because I want to have a map. I want you guys to know exactly where you are. I don't want to play that game where sometimes you go, "Oh, I don't know where I am." There, you know, this is this is where we are going to try and use roll twenty. We've done this kind of before, but uh, without working. But we're going to go back. We're going to try and use a map, uh, but we'll still uh, try and let our audience know exactly where we are and what we're doing. That said, though, guys, you need to make your preps because next week it's on. <laughs> Skull skinks going down. Sharpening my pencil, scrubbing some scrolls. Just getting my D6 ready to roll another character. <laughs> <laughs> that would be damage. 